This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell, and this week I'm joined by Nick Gambarian. Hey, hello. Mike Forster. Hello, my friends. And returning from the dead, from the <laughs> land of the dead, it's Ryan Key, William Ryan Key. May the force be with you. <laughs> you sound so different, dude. Yeah, you know, I've aged. You've been doing voice training? I've aged. <laughs> How old are you now? Have you crashed any planes lately? You sound your voice sounds like you've crashed planes. <laughs> Did you guys see? Um, I think it was a thread with Heather Antos, um, like sum up your favorite movie in the most boring way possible, and uh, you you replied right. Yeah, was that, that you or Nick that replied? It was me. Yeah, dude, yours was so good. And then I replied, "A man and his companion give an old farmer and a young boy a ride." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hella inappropriate. A man and his companion. <laughs> What was mine? It was... Uh, uh, it just made me think of Han Solo there. An elderly teacher... <laughs> Something like that. It was great. Encourages a student not to confront his father. The student does it anyway. Yes. The interaction goes poorly. <laughs> that was good. That was good Twitter content, of which there isn't much these days. Yeah, most of it hurts. My feelings, my brain, my soul. <laughs> Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you have that up and running. It makes me so happy. <laughs> All right, so um, we're back. We're a foursome, we're a threesome, we're a... A gang, a family. We're a full family. Producer Drew's in the building. Wow. Yeah. It's like we're back at celebration. Exactly. We're um, going to have a a relatively brief discussion about what's coming up in 2022 for Star Wars, what we're stoked about, what we've heard so far. Might do a little speculation about what's going to come after or what we would like to see more like mm. just kind of a uh, my obi-wan season two idea yeah real original by the way but still <laughs> it's what i want who was it that posted somebody posted like basically the the entire plot of a new hope and they're like all right so, uh, so yeah. check it out here's my idea for season two yeah that was a good tweet i think it was Corey van dyke that's good that was a really good tweet and then i posted that in our stories and so many people were like dude that would be amazing and i'm like <laughs> Do you get the joke though? Or <laughs> right over your or head? No, no, because you don't. <laughs> okay, so let's get right into it. 2022, we have a few official release dates, one of which is coming up in eight days. We've got a documentary series called Light and Magic dropping July 27th. That's six episodes. How cool is that going to be, man? Dude, so sick. For you. I, I really mean for you, future <laughs> Illinois resident. Yeah. It's really, they said, hey, we know, you know, we know Disney knows about the podcast now. We have that's confirmed. And they were like. They all listen. And that Adam Russell kid, man, he's a real dork about this shit. So <laughs> let's, let's just, let's just make a documentary for him. Real quick. Can't wait, dude. Throw a couple Easter eggs in for him. I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked to watch it, but I'm more stoked for you to watch it. <laughs> Thank you. Mike's going to be super into this one. 
Did uh, were any of you guys in that panel? I was in that panel, yeah. but I know I wasn't with you guys. Yeah, I didn't get any in any panels. I wasn't cool. Nope, uh, I didn't get in. So Adam, you were Dad. there. We were just not sitting together. I was next to you. Mm. I was out getting hammered with Mike. <laughs> we did at eleven a.m. Yes, as one does. God, remember when we were there? It was good. Yeah. Point being, it's about it's basically like a biography of industrial light and magic. It's directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Cool writer of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He's also directed a handful of stuff. What did he do? What was the big uh, late 80s movie he did? Oh, what was it? He's done some great well, stuff. He wrote, he wrote this film you might have heard of called Raiders of the Lost Ark. He also did that. Hmm. People have watched it. That was a small event in his life. <laughs> anyway, so he's directing this. He did the interviews. The, the panel, it's weird to have a panel about a documentary because they kind of half ass do the documentary in the panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Nonetheless, I'm super stoked at six episodes. That drops July 27th, so we're going to cover that in some way. Mike and I have talked about maybe doing an Armor Party episode about it. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. bookend with Thank the Maker and Armor Party. Yep. Mm. And then we've got Andor dropping on August 31st. That's, of course, you could call it the prequel to Rogue One. That supposedly is going to be at least two seasons. I think some of this is rumored. Well, that's that's not a rumor. That's confirmed. That was confirmed, confirmed okay. by the showrunner. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so. The, it's it's gonna there's gonna be a time jump, and so we're really getting different stages of how we lead up to Rogue One. I've been saying this for since Andor was announced. You know, when they kind of started to leak out who was in charge of it, I've been saying this is probably going to be the best Disney show we've seen since The Mandalorian, and it's because it doesn't really rely on big main Skywalker saga characters to show us where the empire was. I think it's going to be more very late thirties Germany. How did Mm. they, how did they convince people that like world domination was a necessary thing that we need to do? Not because we're wrong, but because this needs to happen. And the fact that that's always been part of the mythos of like, how did the empire get so big? I think we're going to see a lot of those answers. And just given that this was filmed entirely overseas, we have a whole different crew. Yeah, no no volume at all, it seems like. So yep. it was all on location. Yep. I wonder how much they're going to lean into that idea of the people in the galaxy that were so downtrodden and, you know, unfortunate that a force like the Empire coming in to say, we'll save you, was believable. I mean, you know, yeah. that's that. That's Lucas's play on Nazi Germany, right? Is yeah. the, the Empire replaced the Senate and the Republic because they were so disillusioned. The Republic had become so fat and, and, and rich and wealthy and all those things that, you know, I, I, yeah, I hope they go into that deep, but I also was going to say from the beginning, when we heard that Andor was going to be a thing, what a gutsiest move I ever saw Mav, like (laughs) making a show based on a spy from a film who wasn't even the lead character in the film that's a prequel and like an offshoot for like super nerd fans that now say it's their favorite Star Wars film. A lot of people say that. Yeah. So that's probably what gave them the motivation, but I just mean that that whole mentality came from people like us, not just your layman watching Star Wars movies. Like the whole lift this film up came from people like us being like, whoa, this is is next level and I don't want to be blasphemous, but like maybe my favorite movie we've ever seen, you know? And like, to pick a character out of that and make a series and now know that it's confirmed for two seasons, pretty wild if you really think about it. I mean, they're they're rolling the dice on this stuff. And we could say that, I'm sure we're going to get into this next year, but we, we could say that about Ahsoka. I mean, it's like yeah. people, people know who Ahsoka is, but it's not like widely, it's not like 
people who are just, oh, look, there's Star Wars land at Disney World. Like, they mm. don't know what that is, but they're going all in on a full multi-million dollar series for this character, you know, that's, as you said, Mike, not a Skywalker saga character. So right. I love it. But yeah, I, I if Andor is in the vein of Rogue One, like the gritty Blade Runner realism that they brought to Rogue One, it's going to be my favorite. It's probably, I'll just say it now, it's probably going to be like my favorite Star Wars thing Did ever. you Did you feel that from like the seeing the, because as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, this tonally feels different than almost anything we've seen for since sure the, yes since the disney plus stuff has started coming out because i mean first of all how many times did we see blasters in the trailer we saw clones we saw the empire just almost had this in, i mean of course like i'm thinking of is ryan is quiburn right what is that is that that's um who's the character from game of thrones that is the that's in the yeah. trailer for rogue one it's quiburn right yes i think so yes yes um, and, and you just have this, you know, the, the ideas they're, I mean, they're truly, he, he's like the, the officer, the, the Imperial, yeah, the ISB. Of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I would love to talk with someone about the strategy of content because like you look at kind of how book of Boba Fett had its like star Wars, like, you know, action shot, you know, and that, and that was like, uh, a, a we talked about that in Rodriguez's love for, um, that that style of pulpy television, but this just has. If I, I think this took a a page out of the FX network, or say like you know your Showtimes or something, where I don't think they're as concerned about accessibility for like younger viewers. I mm -hmm. I truly believe this is going to be in the vein of like FX is the Americans because uh, some of yeah. the writers mm -hmm. on this show. Yeah, weren't they the showrunners or literally, something? Yeah, they're literally yeah. part of this show. And if I think you have not gonna... watched the Americans, by the way, whether you're someone that's my friend that I'm talking to right now on this <laughs> podcast or someone who's listening to it. It's so good. Run, don't walk to watch <laughs> the Americans. But dude, Mike, that, that you bring that up about like the, the kit, you know, the younger viewers. Mm -hmm. This is even more, and 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 some of the other stuff on this list, you know, stuff that's that's upcoming for younger fans too. I think it's pretty much confirmed without us actually knowing that it's confirmed. There's a clear divide in in the teams at Disney that are saying, "All right, we now have the ability to make all of this content, right? So let's examine like what is for who, and we can now make all of these holiday specials type stuff for the kids, and we can make Andor." for the grumpy ass trolls on the internet that don't mm -hmm. get enough blasters and clones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that there's, there's like a kid's department and an adult's department in as far as like show development, you know, I, I mean, feature film, we don't really know what's going on, right? There's not a lot, there's not a lot of buzz surprisingly around definitive feature film stuff, right? right like right. there's still like stuff out there, but I, I think when it comes to the television development now, there's clearly like, we're going to make this stuff for the little kids and I mean, Obi Wan was not for little kids, dude. It was gnarly. Yeah, it was, it was gnarly. It literally and, had warnings at the at the beginning of some yeah. of the. Do episodes. you think this? Do you guys? Would you guys agree with um, Obi Wan was the first thing we've ever seen post Rogue One that blended the more like fantastical side of Star Wars production and the more realism based, gritty, dirty stuff from Rogue One, and like put them together. Oh, like the hard emotional shit. Like and and the town, the cities, the town, the the yeah. like the sets felt more lived in. They felt like real people going through real shit. The droids weren't clean. The stormtroopers were dirty. Yeah, it, it felt like a war zone. 
you know, we talk about that like <laughs> like three PO in the middle of Rise of Skywalker is like as shiny as he's he's ever been. Like yeah. going through like the the final war that they they <laughs> fight in to win it all. You know, and that's what you get from the features, right? But this, I don't know. I, I feel like we're we're heading into this world of, of the television stuff. That I mean, I look forward to Ahsoka taking it in that same direction of just feeling lived in. That's the best way to describe yeah. it, you know? And I, and I, I'm sure Andor, cause that's really what we're talking about here. Right. is going to feel the most lived in of anything we've ever seen. Star Wars wise. For sure. I would say the book of Boba, that book of Boba Fett episode with the opening of Din, you know, going for the bounty was probably the gnarliest thing that we seen yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. after, after like just him, I was, you know, the guy's laying on the table and I was like, he's not going to cut him in half, is he? And I was like, Oh, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing, <laughs> yeah, but I felt like Obi-Wan, like it, it felt like you were able to put yourself on Tatooine and live there. Yeah. And Rogue One to me as a film was, you know, didn't know it till you saw it, but once you saw it, you were like, whoa, that's what it feels like to be in the rebellion. Like that's that you know what I mean? Yeah, like everything hurts, every everything sucks. Yes. And so I, I think my what I am most excited for Andor, I guess, is this long-winded thing i'm saying is how is that lived in feeling i think the series is going to feel like a, a very real on the ground you're going to forget you're watching sci-fi you know yeah i think a lot of that too is the era like we're in the era of the empire mm -hmm. so it's leading up to a new hope which is lived in that's the look of star wars that yeah. most people like so that's not necessarily like a choice they're making but it just looks better because yeah we have the technology to make it look better now there's also a strong indication that it's going to flash back pretty hard. There's some de-aging going on, and we see some clones. So there's there's some indication that it's not long after episode three at all, and we'll really bridge the gap. And then we see Mon Mothma looking quite a bit different than she did. You know, she doesn't have that full-blown, like, late 70s, early 80s haircut. She's looking super regal. There's going to be a bunch of stuff with the Senate. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to, like, get some character development from Mon Mothma. Like yes. we know her as a, a pillar and a figure, but besides like rebels, really, we haven't gotten too much from her. So I feel like she's going to be a pretty central character. We should also mention really quick, uh, before Andor drops, the Lego star Wars summer vacation is happening August 5th, which looks like a lot of fun. So that should be just as violent as rogue one. We're assuming, <laughs> Um, lots of pieces being exploded. Um, but what's cool about that is I don't think we have to get into that because those are usually fun and really topical. And actually, I will say that they're super entertaining because all of the references, it, it feels in a way like my daughter could watch it topically and be like, that was really fun. But the references in the Lego stuff that they've done has been incredible. The inside jokes, the Star Wars inside jokes, the Halloween episode had references to the lost boys i'm like let's go mm -hmm. uh so i would say if you haven't watched these you really do have to go back and, and and enjoy them they're really fun they're they're light easy to watch uh and what's cool about this one is they're actually going on a summer vacation to the halcyon hmm. which is nice. way cool <laughs> so i'm excited to see our favorite ship sales must be struggling <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited God. to see our favorite ship in lego form so yeah, i nice. i hope i hope wraith cole makes an appearance uh real quick before we move on from andor uh stefan in the chat asks if we 
think we're going to see any Rebels characters in Andor. And Great question. I was just thinking to myself today. So, I mean, this is the time of Rebels also, you know? So, and Hera is a pretty big deal in the Rebellion at this point. So, spoiler, Hera is definitely in the Ahsoka series. She was seen in the trailer that I saw. Oh, so, yeah. if they've cast Hera already oh. and she's in the ahsoka series <laughs> maybe this is Mike's maybe dead. this is just a, another real great secret they've kept and and we're gonna see hera in andor that would make a lot of sense yeah and also talking about characters crossing over we have to have saw Gerrera mm-hmm. in andor Agreed. right thousand percent yep have to yeah forrest whitaker is gonna be down to do some more saw for yeah. sure i just got goosebumps but will we see krennic Mm. I dude, I bet we're gonna get we're gonna get Tarkin, we're gonna get Krennic, we're gonna Tarkin's get Tarkin's gotta be in Palpatine. It. We're gonna get Galen Urso, we're gonna get Vader. I think they're all gonna be all over the place. <sighs> Maybe not primary storyline, but I, I feel like we'll at Bail, least get Bail Organa's yes. gotta be in it, right? After yeah. yep. All right, moving on. The Bad Batch season two, September twenty eighth. There's an official trailer out for this. It looks awesome. We see not a ton in terms of content other than a lot of ass kicking, but there's a lot of early rebellion vibes. You know, I think there's one line about, you know, there's a conversation between Sid and the Batch about, you know, you can just buy your freedom, basically. And they're like, no, there are people out there that need our help, right? So early Rebellion vibes. We've got, you know, updated armor, Omega with her bow, you know, little stuff like that that aesthetically shows some progression. The coolest little nugget for me was the Wookiee Padawan Igniting the green lightsaber, Gungi. Gungi. Yeah. He survived Order 66. From the um, the Gathering episode in the Clone Wars where they all get their kyber crystals. So that's super exciting. And I was in the Bad Batch panel and seeing Gungi got the biggest uh, applause of that whole trailer. Because there's not too much in the trailer besides, like you're saying, some, some ass kicking. But we saw Gungi and people flipped out. Do you, Adam Russell, do you think we will finally get the Think the Maker Instagram post with the Omega uh, soundtrack? Oh, yeah, it's happening. It's time. For season yeah. two? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make all those. It's happening. I, I blew it with the uh, the drop of McGruber, but that show seems to have tanked. So <laughs> there's a second chance. That, that, was a, that was a thin wire for that show to like yeah. succeed on. <laughs> I mean, it was on Peacock. Yeah. Peacock's not exactly killing it right now. You're telling me a movie that tanked turned into a series 10 years later and also tanked? But the movie's so good. It's, it's all amazing. great. It's all great. Yeah. There's, there's, it is not the problem of the product. It is the fact that people don't know humor. Mm. You mean right. to tell me that pe- people get Peacock and watch something other than The Office? It's weird, guys. So that was the only reason you 30 got Rocks it. on there? I watched Yellowstone, I think, on Peacock. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did too. Mm. I think. <laughs> that show, I got bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Last confirmed 2022 Star Wars project that's dropping, Tales of the Jedi. There's no official release date, but it's fall 2022. This is an animated series, and I am so, so pumped about this because it's an anthology series that will tell, it looks like just six stories, six episodes. Maybe there are multiple in each, but most likely just six stories that span the entire Star Wars saga from what we can tell. I mean... So far, what's been on screen, but it all seems to be mo- mostly, I would say, pre A New Hope. So maybe I, I totally blew that in saying it was the whole Star Wars saga. But well, I'll go through the cast here first. Janina Gavankar is confirmed. She played um, what's the name of the character in Iden Versio in Battlefront? Iden Versio. Yep. Matt Lanter 
of course, is the, vo- the voice of Anakin Skywalker, Ashley Eckstein, playing young Ahsoka and possibly older Ahsoka as well, because there's some indications there's some fun stuff going on there. Uh, D. Bradley Baker back as any number of clones, including Rex. Liam Neeson, <gasps> classic Neeson's back as Qui-Gon Jinn, and then Michael Richardson as young Qui-Gon. So we're going to get some kind of flashbacks. We get a young Dooku, young Ahsoka training with Anakin, Ahsoka fighting a dual red bladed lightsaber wielding villain who some have speculated could be the sixth brother. Ooh. We see a young Yaddle, uh, young Dooku. I think we only saw concept art for, right? Nick, you saw this this trailer, like the full trailer. Did you see anything else that I haven't named? I, I didn't see Tales of the Jedi trailer. No one was in that first panel, right? We all blew it? No, no. The, like Lucasfilm panel? No. Yeah, I completely blew it. But this was one that Filoni hosted himself, right? There are a lot of people there. Okay. I believe that this is from what people have said online, and I know I, I'm actually positive that Filoni was the one who kind of spearheaded this one. Confirmed. But yeah, I think I think for for a lot of people, this is really exciting for Filoni to kind of get back to his roots of being a really great storyteller using a medium that he's very comfortable using. And I, I, I look at his, his scope of what he wants to do and I actually get excited for what comes after tales of the Jedi, because I think that he's going to tell some very important stories that are going to overall shape the way that something in star Wars is coming, that he wants you to watch this so that we understand something that's coming later. Yeah. Right. Because there's yeah. just something about like, how, how is he going to pitch this? Like, how is he going to be like, I just want to do a little 30 minute anim, you know, animation's expensive. Like him going to, you know, the, the next meeting and then being like, okay, so we've got, you know, Andor two seasons of that we've got Mando, we've got next, you know, all the book, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, you know, I'd really love to tell a story about young Qui-Gon. Everyone's like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what, you know? So I think there, <laughs> there's gotta be a pitch for, something that's coming that he wants us to know a specific part of these characters. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know anything. I have literally no confirmation of that, but Filoni is a long play guy. Yeah. That's a, that's a good observation and, and good take. Like I said, it it spans quite a bit of time, but it, it, it seems to be all leading up to the original trilogy. And the one thing that, that makes it seem like there may be like a between three and four thing is, that shot of Ahsoka fighting the, the the person who seems like they they may be an inquisitor. So I don't know. It's hard. I mean, any any Sith would be after the prequel trilogy, right? Anyone with a with a red lightsaber that we haven't already met would be after the prequel trilogy if Ahsoka's yep. involved. So who knows? But it's exciting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just to go down the list of what's left, we have some release dates beyond 2022 and then some TBAs, and then we'll, we'll maybe talk about what we're expecting or what, what we'd like to see. The Mandalorian Season 3, February 2023. We don't have a firm date, 
but it is coming in that month. Visions Season 2 or Volume 2 or whatever it's going to be called, Spring 2023. Rogue Squadron is still apparently on the books for December 23rd, 2023. I feel the need for speed. That was pushed back, Ugh. but it's not canceled. Ahsoka's coming sometime in 2023. Skeleton Crew, one of the newer, more recently announced shows, announced its celebration is in 2023, and that's already filming. That's a live-action show. It's kind of an Amblin sort of um, young band of kids, kind of mid-'80s vibes kind of movie, or sorry, series. And I think it's set in the same timeline as, like, Mando and Book of Boba and oh, stuff sick. like that. Yeah. Did you say Jude Law is in that? I didn't, but there, there you did. Jude Law. <laughs> and there's a rumor that Urkel himself has been cast. No. Wow. Well, Julia White. So however you know him. Uh, Lando's still coming. That's uh, to be announced. The Mandalorian season three. There's no release date. We would assume that's next year sometime. A droid story, which is an animated thing that is centered around a new character and guided sort of hosted in a way by R2 and 3PO. That's a kid's show. And then we have something called the Young Jedi Adventures, which is specifically for really little kids. They're covering all their bases, like preschool to early elementary school age, and their parents. Like a lot of animated series, you know, you, you do the stuff for the little kids and then somehow entertaining for adults as well. And usually, well, like I'm, I'm thinking of something like Bluey on, was it on Apple TV or whatever? Great show. It's for little kids, but it's an amazing show. And then the, the Taika Waititi movie, that's in development. He's supposedly writing it right now. He's tweeted and posted some things about, <laughs> including a major mess up by him. So good. That he's he's kind of just getting the story together or whatever. But for anyone who hasn't heard this yet, he was talking to, Nat, to Natalie Portman during the production of Thor, the new Thor movie. And he said, have you ever thought about being in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> and she goes, uh... Yeah, it was in three of them. And his his explanation of it, he said, "Oh, uh, well, um, uh, action." Basically, <laughs> I, t- like, I tend to forget no, about those. It's what he said. Yeah. I tend to forget about those. Yeah, he just kind of tried to just dodge it. He's like, you know, um, Evan and Superbad who uh, gets caught looking at Becca, and he just stares off and like that, that. Insert that gif into the conversation. Yeah. And then lastly, we've got a rumored. Book of Boba Fett season two. So this was revealed by, I believe it was Spanish or a foreign, uh, I guess a promo mm-hmm. uh, for people to subscribe to Disney plus. And it recommended on the, the, these are all the reasons you should sign up. And uh, they said book of Boba Fett season two. Muy pronto. Oh, there's like a list, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so that, that gets us excited. I think, uh, there, there was some speculation that when Favreau att- intentionally threw off people by saying that when he was actually writing Book of Boba Fett, he was saying, oh, we're, we're doing more Mandalorian, which is very easy for everyone to go, well, of course. And so when he dropped that after Mandalorian season two or, or season one, whatever that was, that was intentionally done like that to be a surprise. So Mando season four, because I remember, again, this is one of those like things where we're connecting the dots retroactively. There was a rumor that Mando season three is, is done. Mm-hmm. This is like the big event. And then it may change to Mandalore and rather than the Mandalorian, because we saw in the trailer, 
that he's going back to Mandalore, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. we could have the Mandalore Wars. We could have something that would change that it's not just the Mandalorian Din Djarin anymore. So him saying, oh, I'm rewriting the new season could be Book of Boba Fett season two. Uh, and he's just pulling a Favreau on us. So I'm excited to see what that turns into. I think for anyone that assumed we wouldn't get a season two of that, that only probably means that Boba Fett himself is going to play a big role in Mando season three, which I, we said that on the podcast here. Bro, sign me up. I'm on board. It's all the same story. It doesn't matter yeah. what it's called at this point. I mean, yeah. are we are we talking about the trailer? But it says Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> the show is about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Why is there any other characters in it? This movie's called Return of the Jedi. You know how many people in this aren't Jedi? <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> There's another person. They just returned too. They're not yeah. a Jedi. Another person. That dude returned. probably just came back from the bathroom. He don't even have a lightsaber, but he returned. <laughs> okay. Are we talking about the trailer real quick? I mean, let's talk about that trailer. Let's talk about Mando season three trailer that was shown. I don't know that everyone saw it. What? I saw it. I did not see it. Adam's not a spoiler guy. Yeah. This is a leak at this point. It has not been released. Oh boy. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to watch it until they tell me I can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw it legally. That's all I'll say. You guys are stronger than I. And oh man, is it glorious. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's glorious. I, I know some things, Nick, told me a few things yeah. about a few things because i was when i got out of that panel and saw you guys i was probably hovering three feet above the ground i was yeah. so high on life <laughs> between <laughs> it was so that good. and the ahsoka footage uh <laughs> yeah. the stuff you told me i'm just like yeah it's <sighs> unreal and also if you are not following along with the the actors that are playing the characters um it's been very fun to speculate what the hell they're up to marie sandoval who is the she does all the hair design. She's done Mando, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, she is really good about not sharing too much, but she said today was a very Star Wars day and she's a huge fan. And I'm like, that sentence alone gets me so excited about what she saw. Sick. Which is great. I love that. And how do you pronounce her last name? Natasha Bellas. Oh, the, who plays Sabine? Yeah. How do you pronounce her last name? I think it's Lubidorzio, right? Okay, let's go with that. Lubidorzo? Bordizzo. Bordizzo. Lubidorzo. Well, someone say it right so Adam can get clean audio, please. Borgullet. Natasha Lou Bordizzo. Yeah, so we don't know if that's right, but let's go ahead and try that. Um, <laughs> she She shared a really great photo on her social media that was like, I'm here in the redwoods and these trees are giant. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Either you got a day off or you are literally going to Endor and you're mm. just let and you're just letting us know. <laughs> yeah. Or Kashyyyk. Or Kashyyyk. Give us more Kashyyyk. Give us some live action Kashyyyk post Revenge of the Sith. All right. Before we get out of here, let's hear from the patrons. We asked our Jedi Council tier patrons who are listening right now, some of them, what they're most looking forward to in 2022, what series and and why. Nick, you want to read some stuff from some folks here? All right. From the Jedi Council in Discord, uh, Brian says he's pretty stoked for Vision Season 2. He thought it was cool watching the short stories evolve and pay tribute to the Kurosawa culture. So definitely stoked. 100%. Those were fun. 100 emoji. Definitely getting a lot of Mandalorian Season 3. A lot of love. 
Logi Wan Kenobi says, Mando season three seems like the Mandalorian has been the crown jewel side project. I would actually say it's the crown jewel and not a side project anymore. And they're doing such a fantastic job tying together all the non-movie projects based on it, meaning Ahsoka and Boba Fett. So that's definitely awesome. A lot of Mando season three for sure, which I think we could all uh, get on board with. And then Zack the Maker again, Andor. Bridging the gap, seeing the spy story, more K2SO eventually. I don't know that he's in season one. I think there was a... Confirmed that he's not, right? Alan Tudyk said that he was not. Yeah, He will be in season two, though. Yeah. Gotta be. Legendary. He he became like everyone's favorite droid, like to the dismay of how is that possible? Like in your Mm. own brain, you're like, he's not allowed to be my favorite droid. That's not not okay. But (laughs) he's going to be back for sure. Yeah. He's going to... He's got to be your favorite droid. Tony Gilroy said he had to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Logan in the chat too is like, I'm here for all the live action rebels. And I think if you're thinking, is Ahsoka going to be the extension of where we last saw a lot of the rebel characters? I mean, let's be real. Who introduced the the Ahsoka panel? Freaking Chopper came out and like waved at people. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's go all in on that. I mean, with, without revealing anything that Nick saw specifically, is it okay to say to the listeners who haven't seen it that you might as well call it Rebels Season 5, the Ahsoka series? It seems like it. That's what they were presenting with the footage I saw because there was multiple. I mean, I already said in this episode that we see Hera in the trailer. You just said the chopper came out on stage. I mean, it's not a lot of this stuff isn't spoilery. Like they introduced Natasha as Sabine. So yeah. Rebels is mandatory, necessary uh, viewing, I feel like, at this point. I'm sure that won't totally be the case because Star Wars tells stories for, like I always say, stories for my mom and then stories for us. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be easily digestible story, I feel like. That is made better if you know what goes on in Rebels. I mean, Rebels closes, the finale of the whole series closes by opening a door to Mm -hmm. another story. Sabine's voiceover at the end says, you know, we we have to go find Ezra. And then Mm -hmm. Ahsoka, the gray shows up. Yeah. So, and we mentioned it on rebels, uh, on, you know, our rebels coverage too. Ezra specifically says to Sabine, something along the lines of, please come find me. Right. Yeah. So, and we know he's with Thrawn and Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn in Mando season two. We're basically writing the uh, entire Ahsoka series right now. <laughs> and if you turn up the audio when he says that, he says, but only come back when you're in live action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was just mind blowing that they knew that. <laughs> just a whisper. You got to turn it up. If you play it backwards. Yeah. All right. As we wrap it up here, is there anything that we didn't talk about that anyone here is super stoked to see or would like to see that maybe hasn't been discussed yet or speculated anything you guys are looking forward to? If we're going like farther out than, you know, the rest of this year and what we know there is whatever all of these different trilogies, you know, the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, the, what, like, are we doing those? Are we not doing those? Yeah, I'm that's in limbo. I'm interested to see if there's going to be some, some new feature film stories that are, are not just star Wars stories, but also are we getting more of those? Like there's been no, yeah. no talks of any, you know, any more star Wars stories. So, well, we did forget to mention, uh, the acolyte. Oh yeah. Which, the acolyte. Sometime in 2023 about to start filming or has already started filming. I don't know. That's the end of the high Republic era. As far yeah. as we know. So yep. that's some brand new stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would say 
Yep. What I'm most looking forward to is nothing we talked about. And it's, it's, it's years down the line, hopefully not too far, but I, I want Ray, Finn and Poe back or at least Ray and Finn. 100%. And I think that why I kind of think the Ryan Johnson stuff is no longer, why I'd feel like he's not going to be involved is because that was all pre-Mandalorian. Like Ryan yeah. Johnson signing on, Kathleen Kennedy saying we gave Ryan a, a trilogy was all pre the actual hit of the Disney era, which was Mandalorian. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not overly mad about that. It just seems like such an afterthought and like that was a, different plan from a different time so. yeah i guess i guess my thing is i get the one i'm what i meant to really say is there's not a specific thing that i'm looking forward to i guess i'm looking forward to news about what's happening on the feature the feature front right. mm-hmm. you know right right yeah i would say that my hope with the success of top gun which is absolutely warranted because we love that movie collectively i hope that we see a high flying fast as hell x-wing movie in the style of just straight up aerial combat with a yeah, very topical story that doesn't need to involve some huge saga character i think we could literally just get a story that's just x-wings a mission a mission a t- x-wings tie fighters fast action and we get some tie fighter pilots with their helmets off that are talking about like their motivations and their their part in the mission and yeah i i dude. think I, I like and i i because i think authentically i tweeted this like a last week or two weeks ago i do love this experience of being able to get so much star wars content but there's a part of me that really aches for an event like we've talked about this right mm-hmm. and i think the idea that the experience of going to a movie theater and having this be this you know just basically like top gun felt amazing to go back and see Yes, a film yes, yes. that was shot for, I mean, literally Tom Cruise says that in the beginning. He's like, you know, hey, we made this for American cinema, right? We made this we made it for, for big screens. Yeah, we made it for big screens. And there is something that I do miss so much about the fact that the last time we saw Star Wars in the, and, and, and on the big screen was in 2019. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that. So I think that would be awesome to hear something about that. You know, I, the other thing is I'm, I'm actually quite excited for Fallen Order 2. Mm. that is going to be pretty awesome i'm excited about that just because i i hope that we do eventually see cal kind of transition into live action because they they've designed him off of a live an actual actor and i hope personally that we just get more of a dive into some of the great books that i've been reading lately like i'm shocked that they haven't developed high republic into something uh, live action. And I know that Acolyte is going to be the end of that. But if like you get into these high Republic stories, I'm like the light of the Jedi is needs to be a two part film immediately. It's so epic. I feel like they're going to break the seal for the mainstream with the Acolyte. And then they'll probably rewind the clock and, and give the general public some of that stuff. Once they've been introduced to those characters in that era. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. But I think if you're asking me today, if I'm only allowed one cookie, I'm going to say I need a I need an X-Wing movie immediately. That's what yeah. that's it. I know it was just a rumor and we have like no actual confirmation of this, but I feel like I heard that it was post Rise of Skywalker, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that was the rumor. That era. So if that's true and it's a standalone movie and either there's post credit, mid credit, end of the movie Ray shows up with like the main character of Rogue Squadron, you know, like that that kind of set up like 
here we go into post Rise of Skywalker type of thing. So we'll see. I feel like the main idea of all of this, what has to happen, and I hate setting myself up expectation wise, but <laughs> Ray and Grogu have to be a thing. That has to be yes, a thing for the future of Star Wars. Yes. I will say, uh, number one, retweet everything that Mike and William Rank you said and what Nick just said about Grogu and Ray. And I would love to see, we've been talking about this, we've talked about this in the past and somebody brought it up, I feel like in the comments of one of our recent posts, I want an animated Star Wars What If series. Mm. Visions is a version of that, but I want a legit like Clone Wars Bad Batch level animation full on What If. You know, what if, what if Anakin hadn't turned? Yep. I want to see old Anakin with long hair and a beard, you know, doing questionable stuff, but not being a dark side asshole. <laughs> you know, he hasn't slain any children. You know, I want to see him and Obi-Wan old together. I want to see uh, with Ahsoka, all three of them, you know, like a redemption of, of the Jedi order in a way bringing, you know, all that, there's just so many opportunities. It would just be amazing. What if they never blew up the death star and it's just a 15 minute episode of death star blowing up planets. Yeah. <laughs> just murdering every planet. And you're dead. Next. Yeah. And over here, you're dead. <laughs> just skipping around the galaxy. And then, yeah. And it goes to the control room and there's somebody just clicking check boxes in a spreadsheet. Like yeah. uh, there's another one. There's another one. Did you get Alderaan? We got Alderaan. Or it's like they're all they're all like hammered on death sticks or whatever and like pin the tail on the donkey style. They're like, let's get that one. <laughs> I thought we already did Kashyyyk. Dude, shoot that one too. Shoot that one too. Yeah. Shoot the rubble. Shoot the rubble. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to be done now. Uh, Willie, it's good to have you back. I'm uh, very glad to be here. I ain't going nowhere now. Nowheres. Love that double negative, which would actually mean I'm never coming back to the show if what I just said was true, but I am, I am coming. I'm back. I live here now. Nick Cambarian, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Oh, I was going to give my address, my actual street address. Come on over. Your social, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Nick Bayside and please find me there. Uh, episode 54 of the radio radio show is out now. And uh, there's a lot of good new music from bands that we all like, like Death Cab for Cutie and Tegan and Sarah. They got new music out. Come listen. Uh, you can find me on the social media websites and services at William Ryan Key. That's my full name with an at symbol in the front of it. I have a musical project I'm working on for you Star Wars fans out there. If you know, you know. It's called Jetta. Ryan just texted me. Over the last like three days, we've been getting these huge spikes in monthly listeners. And we don't know what it's from but it's starting and it's happening every day. So if you're listening to Jetta, thank you. And if not, you can find us also on the social media websites at Jetta Music. We're putting out a new single next month and we have a bunch of music up and we're excited about it. And it's very different from Yellow Card and Bayside and Story of the Year and the bands that we all came up together in. It's a whole new, a whole new world. <laughs> uh, but check it out. I would appreciate it. So you can find me at Hondo Supply on Instagram and Twitter and on Etsy if you have any kind of cool vacations coming up to the ever-expanding Galaxy's Edge with the new bounty hunt that I saw dropped, which is exciting. So learn about that over at our buddy Dano's channel or Princess in Scoundrel. Uh, and we have some new Armor Party being taped and soon to be released. And Adam, you know what? I do love the idea that we could talk about that. Maybe I should get someone who worked on the prequels 
or maybe someone that worked on Industrial Light Magic. Wouldn't it be fun if we did that? That would be really interesting. Okay. Well, maybe we should go ahead and do that. Did you just say you you do ar- you record Armor Party to tape? Uh, no. I, <laughs> oh, we're two-inch I, analog tape. Yeah. I, it's, I, I, you have an Ampex? <laughs> Those things are like 50 grand. I mean, I try to think of the most easy way that I could do something that I think, what could I do that would be the opposite of that? Because, uh, you know, I'm a purist. Uh, so new Armor Party is going to drop. I'm trying to make Armor Party a little bit more expansive. So possibly look for some development on the YouTube front. And you'll you'll be shooting that on like an over-the-shoulder uh, VHS camcorder, right? Yeah, we're going to go okay. We're gonna go Panasonic. Uh, yeah, it's all found yep, footage. 35 Great. millimeter, <laughs> yep, everything. So, Childhood um, Disney trips. Dad with the, exactly. the news camera on his shoulder. Yep. Yep. You're going to love this and you're going to, you're going to, we're going to embarrass you at your wedding with this. Um, so yeah, so that would be, that's pretty exciting. And then, you know, I would love to let people know Mosh Eisley was just so much fun. Certainly was. It really was. And I would love to. Sounds cool. Well, I mean, we did FaceTime you, Ryan, technically. I know. You were able to experience it from your phone. I know. Uh, but I would love to know if we were able to do another Mosh Eisley. I wonder if we have some news about that coming in the next bit. It's possible to do another one. Wow. Really? It is. We'll talk about it in the future. Hmm. Interesting. Like, do you think we could try to do another one this year? That's also possible. Wow. Really? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Good thing we have Mosh Isley on Instagram. Hey, guys, I have a message for you. Do or do not. There is no try. Fine, fine, dude. Fine, (laughs) fine. You can't say no to Yoda. Twist my arm. All right. Uh, speaking of Mosh Eisley and people who are associated, our sister podcast, Princess and Scoundrel, is at Princess and Scoundrel Show on Instagram, at Princess and Scoundrel on TikTok. My stuff's all at Adam the Skull. This podcast right here, Thank the Maker, is at Thank the Maker on Twitter, at Thank the Maker Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Thank the Maker Pod. You can be like one of these wonderful patrons here listening and watching live, watching us take shots and occasionally fart and (laughs) mess up lines and then redo the lines. (laughs) It's a great time. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until next week, may the force be with you. 